Hi! Hi! Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, welcome to Drunk Art Review, the podcast where everyone from tea turtle to blind ass drunk is welcome to give their honest opinions on all forms of art. Yay! I'm Jenny. I'm Rosie. And this week... We have a guest! <laughs> we do! We have a guest. And he is called... John. This is our friend John Scarrett, everybody. Yeah. Yay! Hi, John. Welcome. <laughs> We've actually come to his house. Oh, you Cause know. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wanted the whole like traveling and adventure and road trip and shit. And this is the yeah, that reason done. sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and you know this, this is a, this is a nice nice couches. Yeah. Like you said. Cushy on the tushy. <laughs> You're just gonna come out with like different sayings. Yeah. Oh. I think this is fabulous. Zing. <laughs> Do, like you say, like different couch, same podcast. Buckle yeah. in, folks. It's gonna I, be a night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we already we 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 went out to dinner together. We've drunk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Had a. Had a vegan burger. It was very good. It was. It's I in did my stomach right burger. now. <laughs> oh, my burger was not vegan. <laughs> But it my is work. in your stomach. It is very much in my stomach. We all have burgers in our stomachs. Yeah. And I'm happy about that, you know? But, I think we need to... We need yeah. To, we need to talk We're about... We're not here about burgers! I know, we're not going to be talking about burgers even though they were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. great, but not the point. And also, like, as, a, as another, another stretch, I haven't been to Norwich in... Um, That's where we are, by the way. Yeah, we're in Norwich. We're going to say the actual address, because, I mean... Then you'll come and uh, your knock millions on, of fans yeah, knock on Johnny's door. Yeah, John's door? Johnny's don't have door. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I actually live at this address, please come say hi. Yeah. <laughs> you make him sound so sad. No, not at all. We'd all be like that. You just invited him on our podcast and you're insulting him already, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I, I... Please visit me. <laughs> I get so lonely. Well, we're John. here. We've come we've come to you. To give you some company and talk about some art and shit, right? Yeah. One of the first humans I've seen in a millennia. Wow. Well, you feel honoured. Mm-hmm. Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well. Uh, so this 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 fabulous episode is all about gross. What? Gross fairy tales. Yeah. I was just thinking maybe we should let John introduce himself oh, first. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay so right. Yeah. Uh, John, hey, tell hey, us about yourself and your artwork and your style and what oh, you do. Oh, God, really? Must yes, I? please, we want to know all. Ugh. Deep dive. So, my name's John, and I draw things. That's great. Um, <laughs> I love that you're eyeing the microphone. You're like, ooh, how else to talk into you? Um, you know? <laughs> Well, like, I only um, saw your artwork, what, like, uh, maybe, like, the last time we recorded, because we gave you a shout-out on our, yeah. on the episode, because then it meant that you had to come on, or we had to come in a... Uh, yeah, basically, I blackmailed you by shouting you out, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. So. I did notice an Instagram, like, like bump after that <laughs> shout-out. Did you? No, I just made that uh, up, but... Um, I was going to say, we haven't even I was going to say, your shout-out hasn't been posted yet, but... <laughs> Yeah. You're such a smooth liar. I know. Good. You just slipped that in. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I I only saw your artwork, like, you know, what, two weeks ago. And I don't know why, because I've been bragging about it for ages. Yeah. And honestly, like, and I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, I know what I like. And 
I really, re I, I really do enjoy your work. Like, and I was telling you earlier, without even a fucking microphone, it's good. I really like it. Thank you very much. That's yeah. very kind. You um, get like facial expressions really on point. So tell us more <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm mainly an illustrator and an animator. Probably more illustration than animation. Heavily pop culture influenced. I like my movies and TV shows and shit like that. So I'm always drawing. Like I was, I was drawing the cast of Glow recently. I'm making zines about my favourite TV shows. Some like we see, we're having a look earlier. Very good. Made a Keanu Reeves zine. Love the Keanu yes! zine. Oh. Where he's holding lots of dogs. I know, perfect combination, right? <laughs> we will, we will oh. be linking John's stuff on our Instagram and who, our Twitter. So, uh, who would be infatuated with that? Like, oh. And waiting in the wings is a Nicolas Cage scene. Yes. <laughs> you heard right. Looks into your soul. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see a few teaser images from there. But there is a flood of Cage to come. Don't you worry. <laughs> So um, yeah, that's that's a little tidbit of yeah. what I do. I guess. <laughs> well, like I say, I'm a big fan, and that is Rosie's a big fan. I'm a big fan. So should you be, listeners. Oh, get well, on that Instagram. Where, where can we find you, John? You you can find me on the gram. <laughs> is that what the kids call it? The yeah, gram. Yeah, so yeah. Get on that gram, and. You type into that little search bar <laughs> J S C A R R A T and you will find me, sir or madam. <laughs> I love that it's non binary friends. Sir or like madam. Madam's more like a madam. Yeah. Not a miss. You will f you will find me and you will like me. <laughs> <laughs> you will! You'll like the shit. You that will I do. follow me. <laughs> And then I'll I'll find you. <laughs> I have a very specific set of <laughs> <Liam> skills. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we shouldn't really be quoting Liam Neeson anymore, should we? Oh God, he's kind of on the blacklist now, I guess. Did something yeah. happen? Am I out of the uh, What happened? Yeah. Oh. I don't think we I don't think we should dive okay, into that. Yeah, let's, just, let's, that's we're kind not of a podcast for that. That's a whole fair, podcast. Fairy tales. But um, no, it's not that. Oh. Yeah. He says some quite worrying shit on a talk show. Was he angry? He was. No, I don't. Have you heard? Have you but, heard of uh, the the angry Braveheart, Braveheart man, whatever he's called? What Mel Warren? Gibson. Mel Gibson. Have you heard him shouting at his wife? I mean, okay, but that's because he's a misogynistic piece Whoa. of shit. Yeah, I can and, and, if you like Mel and, Gibson, also, and also racist, because he was like, oh, yeah. he was like openly. Uh, well, I'm not like I'm not going to do an impersonation. What I'm saying is like he was like he's not very nice. No, yeah, he, he yeah. No, I won't say anything more about anyway. that. But anyway, you know, this is not the podcast for that. <laughs> this is a podcast for drunk art. We are, yeah. Let's get back onto. All right, so go back into introducing the theme that I cut you off of earlier before <laughs> you forgot to introduce our very special guest. I know this would be this would be wonderful editing skills for me later, yeah. but I think it's great. Okay, so this week. With uh, John Scarrett. That's, that's you have to address him by his full name, now. his full title and name. What? Yeah. Sir John Scarrett. Is it? Um, I feel like I'm being sir? reprimanded. Are you a sir? He's a sir now. 
Honorary sir for the episode. Okay. Um, I have been knighted. <laughs> honorary sir. Uh, Scarrot. Mr. Scarrot. Gross fairy tales. For gross fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think many of us actually prepared for this, except you, Jenny. When you say many of us, like one third of the trio, because there are three of us and only one of us is prepared. I prepared, but I left my book at work. She did actually prepare for once. I did. I did. I so prepared. Anyway, so we're talking about gross fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we should delve straight in (laughs) to my unprepared story, because then it's over and done with and I can talk to you more about other shit. Okay. Yeah? We good? Okay. Okay. Right. So, I are was... you ready for this shitstorm? <laughs> Prepare yourself, and you listeners. Well, I was born ready. <laughs> if you if you ready, you ain't. If you stay ready, you ain't have to get ready. Oh what? <laughs> you fucking yeah, right? Like I knew. I she's like this in real life all the time. I, I can well, believe there's that. Well, there's a lot. There's a tone. There's a there's a level. There's like a one, two, three, four, twenty. <laughs> you know, anyway. So, I apologise also. Rosie just put the glass down very heavily next to the microphone. Oh, You'll hear that on the uh, recording later. Right beer. Beer. Do you need a new one? Beer. I'm gonna need to freshen up my beer. So. Well. And all the good shit's gonna come out. <laughs> Listeners, you heard right. <laughs> Is, the more uh, beer that goes the, in, the the more, the more verbs that come out. <laughs> We look forward to it. Do you think gin will help? People say they look forward to it, and you know what? They don't in the end. That's so worrying and sad. We're still talking anyway, about beer. You should just be happy with it. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Went to a little dark place just then. Don't worry, listeners. It's fine. Rosie, you go back to your own dark place now. My dark, <laughs> my dark place is a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about your gross fairy tale, not your actual dark place. Well, let's talk about let's Garth talk... Marenghi's Dark Place. That's an oh amazing my god! TV show. I love that show so much. It's so funny. Let's so derail funny. this podcast and just talk about Garth Marenghi's. <laughs> no, nope, we're getting back on oh, no, track. No, this is very similar to the very very first podcast that we ever did <laughs> episode because I had to stitch one half to another. Dreamweaver. <laughs> I love that it's got the woman from uh, uh, sightseeing in it, and she's just like, you know, it's, it's great. And he's, well, I That cat just told me to leave. <laughs> That's a recommendation. Like, if you have a recommendation, we get those on later on in the show. Uh, yeah. um, but, I mean, do you want to fill. You, I feel like you need to fill up the beer before I, I start do. talking and about this. I also need to kind of Go empty myself. Oh, right. Well. In one way, out the other. Well, this is a very good practice for all of our uh, future episodes of going to travel, I think. You mean having guests on? Yes. I can see right up your skirt. Can you? Yeah, I can see that. But you can only... Oh, it's just black. That's fine. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying we can. This, this microphone is really good for ASMR. Is this recording? Yes. Oh, fuck. I really hope it is recording. If not, well... Oh, dear God. Yeah. But it's always fun stitching this all back together, I find. 
I would find it hell personally, but it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy it. You know, I'm a traditional based artist. I'm not good with the technologies. Well, not in that sense, anyway. It's also different sitting across from each other because normally we're like face to face. We're always I know having... we're in each other's laps. I know. We? Normally we're like. Am I too close to the microphone? No, I moved it so we're equal parts away. How am I doing, I'm guys? Closer. You're doing good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've got the podcast voice, haven't you? Um, <laughs> You're like, hey, listeners, this is uh, what I'm talking about. And you don't this is what I said. Anything this is like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another uh, thing. If at any I've point you need per. to, like, if at any point you need to, like, like break. Oh, yeah, you just say. To the toilet or, like. Listeners, I, I don't know. Well, that's saying, the thing. If, like, yeah. if, someone's, if someone's, like, mid sentence. Hey, mid sentence, but you need to call, just, like, full. Alert us like with a hand raise or something, because then we can like stop what we're doing, and then it's easier for you to stitch together. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, like, like if you if you find yourself talking about something you don't like, you just just stop, mm. and then start talking yeah. again, and then that's easier. I think some of the, the other podcasters, they they like do like a big clap or something, so they can. Yeah, that's what they do uh, in movies. That's why they have a clapperboard because then yeah. they can match the sound to anything else. But with this me, is going to be us podcasting go. <laughs> I fucking love that shit, yeah. Um, yeah, his name was Blue. <laughs> I had to do one bit um, where we were, we were talking for about 20 minutes and they realised they hadn't been recording it. We Fuck. had to re- just reiterate what we'd said, but we couldn't stop laughing because we know we'd just said it and we were yeah. trying to act like we'd just come up with <laughs> what we were thinking. Oh, we're all so smart. Yeah. We just thought of this shit, I know. Like, uh, there was a moment when... Um, Life and death, beer. Life and it's death. good. It is it's, very it's good. Very nice. It's not just a pretty can. It is a delicious beverage, also. And, wh- and where is that from? Do you want to plug them? <laughs> it's, it's. It's a. It's, it's a, from. Beer place. Beer. A brewery. Yes. Um, Sorry, brewery. I don't like beer. You know this if you're an avid listener. Every time she's I like, it. I hate beer. I hate it. It's a US style IPA, but I don't think it's actually from the US. Mm. Oh, Hebden. He- is Hebden. The, he- the Hebrides? <laughs> no. Oh. But... Crag Vale, Hebden Bridge. Crag? Ooh, great name. Craggy beer. Craggy. That's what this is. Craggy beer in my mouth. Wow. Yeah. You know, usually... <laughs> Oh, this is this is very new for us to have. Well, I mean, last time we had a guest, we were already like wankered. Yeah. So it it flowed pretty easily, and we were in the same position. We were sat on the same couch doing the same thing. Yeah. So this is this is new. This is why it's a little bit like. Let me know if I'm overbearing. No, are we? No. Don't answer that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't answer that, Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gross fairy tale, go! Oh, alright, so. so well, this so, is gonna be a three hour episode. No, oh, I think it might be. <laughs> depending on the dreams. Yeah, depends how gross it is. Uh, so, John look, Johnny looked over. I, like, I think of you as Johnny, but you probably like to. I know, you pro- you, you're like cringe every no. time I say it, right? No. no. John. John, J Man, J Dog. Did, did Johnny die? Wow, does anyone call you J Dog? No. You want it though. See, we I, know I, you... Sometimes I look in the mirror and I, I say that, but no. We know you from a long time ago, and we know you as Johnny from a long I time ago because of a certain gentleman. Uh, Johnny. <laughs> uh, hey, 
He's a big yeah, fan. The posh, the posh people like to call me Johnny. My mum calls it's... me Johnny. She's not posh. She just loves you. I also uh, only know. She's you... the only person that can get away with it. Tell her I still cherish um, the the book that she gave me for uh, the bowling alley. She'll remember. Which book was that? It was um, Edgar Allan Poe, a collected collection of short stories. Oh. And she oh. she wrote a little note in it. You let her know, I've not forgotten that. Is she the only one that can call you Johnny then? Yeah, she gets a pass. Okay, we call you Johnny behind your back, I hope you know that. That's the only... Fuckers. That's the only word Yeah, we've referred to you as Johnny when we talk about From this day forth, you you will know me as... Mr. (laughs) J. Jonah John Man. Jonah? The whale. I'm the whale. No, the spider. Bugle. Good. Anyway. Let's, let's progress. This is leading nowhere. This is going Gross on. fairy tales. Rosie, go. Well, I was well. I was trying to explain something, and then yeah. you caught me up on the fact that I called you Johnny, which you were like. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ah. It's like my kryptonite. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. you know his weakness now. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. Johnny. It's Sorry. it's calling me Johnny and also Marzipan. Those are my two. Oh, that's just safe word, is it? <laughs> <laughs> marzipan. 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 Does it have the same effect on you if you say it yourself? <laughs> One time it made them speed up. Oh God. well. I can imagine that. Marzipan sounds quite energetic very, as a word. Very appropriate for gross fairy tales. Isn't it? Get yeah. down and dirty, talk about all the rest of it too. Okay, so Go. going back to <laughs> my, my introduction for uh, gross fairy tales. So, alright, I, I prepared this. That's great. Get into it. But then I left my book In it, back at work. No, frown. Although I don't want anyone to know where I work, but you know. But I, I left it there, even though I printed out the shit and I was like, yes, I'm fucking prepared. Um, but I have the same stuff on my phone. So here we go. Mm. My story uh, is about the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. you have no idea. You've no idea how fucking creepy or on, weird shit, whatever. You know, anyway. Okay, so um, <laughs> the Pied Piper, you know, is... This, you know, it's, it, everyone knows the story. They think it's this story about a man who comes in and he is uh, dressed in all colourful things. Basically a clown, essentially. But could play a flute. Or a whistle or some shit like that. A pipe. A pipe! Because he's a pipe piper. <laughs> but when you say pipe, when you say play a pipe, it doesn't sound... it like it. I only ever think of like a, like a, like a smoking pipe. Or like a bagpipe. So, like, ooh, or like pan, pan pipes. Pan pipe. Let's see, you can play pan pipes. Yeah, I've never clarified that. It could be the pan pipe. <laughs> the pan pipe piper. Anyway, um, yeah, and you know where the pied part comes from? No. No. Pie. No. <laughs> Are you okay over there? <laughs> A nice crusty pie. I mean, oh, 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 so close. Ah, oh. I got free pie minister when I went to a festival once. It was the best thing ever. Yeah. I was so hungover. Bristol, yeah. Brilliant oh, pies. Is that got any relevance to why Pied Piper is called Pied? It doesn't, no. 
But basically, I mean, you think of the Pied Piper, you don't even question the Pied Did he eat a lot of pies before he no, lured the children? No, he's always depicted as quite a skinny fellow, actually. Yeah, he is, actually. Yeah, that. skinny fellow, Enjoy. dancing jovially to his own tune, which everyone does, who loves themselves. And I think he did. Um, <laughs> but basically, Pied essentially means uh, a splitting of colours. Right. Yeah, it's not that actually, it's not actually that amazing. Oh, so it's to do with this costume. Yeah, it basically just means, like, a splitting of colours um, in clothing so basically he was the Pied Piper because he was like in rainbow blue and yellow assortment so I'm okay. sure I'm sure dogs loved him you know dogs see yellow and blue more than any other colour oh random fact oh yeah guess. you learn things when you come to our podcast <laughs> that's, that's why they love Ikea yes oh, you see dogs in there all the time I've never been to Ikea let's just let you should. that it's hang a, in the it's air a lovely country it. it's great <laughs> it's a part of Finland <laughs> Anyway, I'm so desperately trying to keep this podcast on track. <laughs> well, all right. So, okay. So I'm trying to derail it. I know. <laughs> uh, the disturbingly true story of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. Yeah. Um, Hamelin is a place in Lower Saxony in Germany. It's not the toy shop in London, you guys. <laughs> in case you're going there and you're asking for the Pied Piper, although I imagine there's probably quite a lot of shit that's like to do with the Pied Piper in a toy shop, wouldn't you think? Not it's very much a kids. Children are lured there. Ah, mm. you put it more eloquently than I did. That's lured by Lego and such things. Mm. Colorful yellow and blue items, perhaps. Barbies. Yeah, Barbies. Are children just basically dogs? They just like those colors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So you heard it here first. <laughs> kids are dogs. Um, this God. this familiar tale uh, is set in nine in twenty tw- sorry nineteen twelve what eight thirty twelve eighty four so long time very long time ago I mean that's like that's an old tale real real old and actually like if you delve into like any of like the Grimm's fairy tales or anything like that or whatever we're gonna talk about later like they are fucking Can old I just stories ask a question quickly yeah. is is this like the first pedo warning tale that was invented well oh, <laughs> I was right on the money here we go it's, it's, it's one it's, well, it's, it's absolutely one side of it mm. it's, it's one depiction okay right so anyway uh, the town that in the story the town faced a rat infestation um, and the Pied Piper uh, dressed in a coat of many colours bright cloth appeared um, Jason is technically <laughs> Yeah, just without Jesus. Like Jason Donovan did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but he was nice. Yeah, he was a friendly face. I bet he had the dark side too. Well, he, did anyway. into, he did go into rehab, I believe. Oh, did he? I, they all do. I might Yeah. <laughs> it's taken 20 minutes to get this first line out. Um, and anyway, he promised to get rid of all the rats and return, uh, and, and you know, and then return for payment. Yeah. Right. Anyway, he comes back and the townsfolk are like, oh shit, dog, we ain't gonna fucking pay you. Which is pretty scummy, really. So yeah, it really is. Like, for it. Like, you know, they were thinking, shit, I, all the rats are gone now. They ain't going to come back. I ain't going to pay you. Anyway, um, so as the story goes, and it's always weird because it always mentions the 26th of July. So it's like, Furious, the Pied Piper on the 26th of July in 1284 or whatever it was. Specific. Yeah, um, which leads me to believe that there's like some. That was weird probably truth Christmas back then. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, potentially. Um, and anyway, so it was said that he was furious. And on the, the, the 26th of July, he was like, I'm going to come back in a year. Mm-hmm. And some bad shit is going to happen. I'm going to cast my revenge upon you. And because, you know, back then people didn't know about magic or any shit like that. They were just like, well, might happen. You know, I mean, back then they didn't know about magic and shit. No, 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 they didn't. Crazy. They, they didn't. By saying I did, they didn't know. They didn't know that it was wasn't fucking real. Oh, yeah. Well, they it was real. <laughs> the the naive belief of God and magic. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa not insult religion. No, no, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> oh god. Right. Anyway, this is gonna be a shit show. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um. One as yeah. At the year later, the pi- the Pied Piper returned. Lazy Piper. Um, mm-hmm. And suddenly, as he was playing his music throughout the town, uh, children just decided to fuck off, get up, and leave their houses and follow him. Um, and in some depictions, they say that all the children walked down into a weird chasm in the ground, mm. and others just say mm. that they disappeared. And others say that they followed the Pied Piper, so obviously that's where the paedophilia thing comes in. Um, and then other ones, they just speak of the children uh, disappearing. But then a gargantuan amount of rats return to the mm. return to it. Um, so, it, I mean, like, that's the basic storytelling of the story. I mean, mm. everyone knows about it. However, the whole thing is that um, there is this thread of um, truth within it, because within the town... Um, of Hamlin in Germany, Lower Saxony. Uh, there's a depiction um, in a stained glass window created in one of the churches, um, which dates around like 1300, which is probably, you know, it's not, it's not too far after the disappearance of all these children. Um, and although it was destroyed in 1660, um, there's obviously like several written accounts of it, um, of it surviving. Uh, but the, the oldest comes from this manuscript, which is in like 1440, um, which states, In the year of 1284, on the day of Saint, Saint John the Paul, and Paul, um, on, Ju- on June 6th, by a pied clothed... Uh, in, uh, on June 16th... What the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? Wow. Okay, one more time, but then two, then. <laughs> in the year 1284, on the day of Saint... John and Paul on June 24th, June 26th, <laughs> by a piper clothed in many kinds of colours. Colours. Uh, 130 children born in Hel- Hamlin were seduced and lost at the place of execution near the Coppin. That sounds dark when it's read like that. Fucking yeah. Seduced. Right, so. Seduced and lost at the place so, of execution. So, th- so. This is this is the other sort of uh, rebel side of my take on this as well because the fact is that this piece of artwork doesn't exist anymore. Mm. This was a stained glass um, retelling. So the piece of artwork she's chosen for us, folks. We can't fucking look yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. It's a story, which is which is fine for her, but I'm the one that's got to find a reference image for Instagram next time. <laughs> oh, I have one for you. Oh, it might be the She's but... an illustrator. She can just illustrate. Oh, oh. my god. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, the fact that it was written in a church 
not just as like a necessary like story as many mm. of the other like retellings of different I mean this isn't a biblical story it's a very bizarre um, thing to have within a church right Pi mm. Jesus of Hamlet <laughs> um, but anyway like uh, religion seduces children also we are not on the podcast for that discussion. Um, Catholicism. But basically, like, there's, this, there's there's all these other threads that go with the whole uh, Pride Piper, uh, with it being, like, stemmed in uh, reality and, and truth, mm. is the fact um, that many people think that, you know, it's to do with the Black Death, and then with, like, rats, and they all came, and they killed a lot, load of the children. Oh, I thought of it like that. Yeah, however, right, the, like, the plague... The Black Death came about 50 years after, or 50 years before, 50 years before, um, <clears throat> in that time frame. Uh, yeah, 50 years after uh, all the children had <laughs> vanished, right? And there's also like a retelling, um, or like a note left in, in another manuscript, which is all about like, um, the year after it happened, stating that, um, you know, it's a it's been a year since all the children left, which is ominous in itself. Mm. Like, I mean, what the fuck happened? Um, but there's all these other stories uh, that are linked with it as well, um, with the whole idea of like um, uh, a children's cru- crusade where all the children were taken away because like the, the town couldn't pay um, for particular taxes that were happening throughout like all of Europe as well, because like obviously yeah. like. The Grand Crusade was happening through throughout, and you know, fucking Rome. Um, and yeah, Rome. <laughs> uh, so there's all these different like rec- recantings of it. Um, but another one is a, is a darker theory, which was um, the fact that the Pied Piper actually came and uh, stole loads of children, sort of progressively throughout a particular amount of time, a lot like a serial killer would um, for paedophilic. Uh, reasoning, which is which is pretty pretty dark in itself, mm-hmm. um, but the thing that <laughs> I was telling you about, well, you you were telling me about last week or two weeks ago. Um, there's this other recounting, which is the fact that all the children within uh, the town of Hamlin all caught the dancing disease. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Um, so uh, through through this. Um, there's a notion that all the kids died from exhaustion of dancing too much. And actually, there's still places within the town now which they it's illegal to play music. Wow. Because this thing is like being this... in the history. Yeah. They, they, it's kind of... They've believed that, you know, if they would play music, it's just going to curse them again. Because this, I, this subconscious idea that, you know, like, something beyond themselves is going to happen. Bloody craft work. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, although I can't show you uh, an image um, of this, I kind of really thought that it was a really cool idea for gross fairy tales because, I mean, there's a, a just a really dark thread in there. Just it's dark. It's dark. Just show the autobahn cover artwork. That's all you show. Oh, well, well, we'll put that on the Instagram. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like. There's there's really not much like artwork that goes along with the Pied Piper, so I couldn't really like find anything that like really embodied it, and I kind of love the idea that there's this um, 
just there's just so much of so much art that's ephemeral and even if it's in you know stained glass or just paper and that it gets destroyed and you get, you can't find it again and you it's only through recanting stories or through like passing down stories and talking to people with manuscripts that's how you actually learn about the visual stimulation of it you know you don't actually see it until someone tries to draw it again so um i loved that and that's where I was coming from. So, well, uh, that's my... That, I'm out, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's my Boom! Story. Boom! My drop. drop. <laughs> no, I won't. It's too expensive. I was going to say, don't do that as note. Hamlin has left the building. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Um, uh, yeah, it makes you feel a bit icky when you think about the darker sides of that. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that, you know, this um, stained glass piece was within a church... Just it wasn't what, a biblical story. Why was it destroyed? Do we know? Um, I think it was just like from you know, I don't know. Probably some kid threw a rock. I don't know. Or could it have been like the thing when the because I mean, ah, there's obviously been things yeah. like when churches from a different stretch of Christianity were destroyed, weren't they? So yeah. like uh, Protestant churches were then taken out Catholic churches or vice versa, mm. wasn't there? So it could have been something like that. Possibly, or... yeah. Although the thing is, is like um, this story isn't religious at all. Yeah. It, it, which is another reason, which is why it's so amazing. It almost has kind of like a pagan um, element to it, with the <laughs> fact of like this guy has a magical uh, enamorism. It sounds Very like bad a, word. An enamoring quality over children. It sounds like an Aesop's fable to me. Uh, do you like Aesop? Yeah. Classic Aesop. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good bit of Aesop, eh? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. It's, what do you think? I like to think that the Pied Piper offered those kids better paying jobs in another part of Germany. <laughs> you know? And that they're happy. Yeah. yeah. Their, their parents were probably treating him like shit. He probably just gave him a better life somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you don't think he was a creep? You think he was a... Uh, a liberator. Yeah, or a... What's the word I'm trying to... Emancipator. <laughs> or a... a like a, like a, an adoptee. Adopter. Yeah. A surrogate Come with me, children, for a better life. Like, I won't... Yeah, he was basically anything. the equivalent of one of those guys with that twirl an arrow, like, like say, hey, great deal, discounts <laughs> this way. That's that's basically what he is. But with, like, a pipe in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. The... Yeah. the the pipe was the was the twirling arrow uh-huh. of then, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's my take. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to hope that they didn't go to their doom. You know, interestingly, you mentioned a, a couple of different scenarios, mm. and the one that actually I remember is like none of those. That it, really? he he like led them off a cliff or something. <gasps> oh shit! No, I do know that one. I That's just... the one I was always taught. Wow. Oh, I had I had completely forgotten yeah. about that. And so they did actually. You knew that they would. They died basically. Oh, there was that's... it was definite. It's like yes, that's what happened. So it wasn't mysterious at all. It was very like. Yeah, oh, that's okay. really really and, cruel. And and from that point of view, you can definitely see it as like a um, a, a parents kind of like don't talk to strangers kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. the moral of it. Thing that they mm. would teach their kids, like yeah, especially if he's got a fucking pipe. <laughs> yeah, the one I remember is they led into the like into a chasmy mountain mm-hmm. thing, and then the parents tried to follow, and the mountain closed, and they couldn't get to him. So you never knew what happened to the children in that mm. version. So you had, were kind of like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's creepy. It's pretty dark. Mm. 
See, I love it. You're telling me shit about it, too. Yes. Thank you. It's an oral history. (laughs) That's how, uh, you know, we, as humans, progressively pass down history, you know? It's it's all talking about it. We just happen to learn to write as well, so maybe draw a few pictures, but... Generally, it's just on the art podcast. Just a few, um, but yeah. So the yeah, the moral essentially of that is don't talk to fucking weird strangers and, and also pay your bills. Yes, right. Like pay the thing that you said that you were gonna pay. That's yeah, the don't get thing. back on your word. Mm. You know, they said they were gonna do something for this chap if he did it for them. You know, yeah, they didn't hold up their part of the bargain. I just want to know, really, like, what was in his pipe which made all these um, kids Fun. follow him? All, th- all the rats? I think blow darts with tranquilizers. Ah, but, mm. I mean, 130 children. There's a number. It was 130 children. It was probably a repeating blow dart which could send out multiple darts. <laughs> you know. I think yeah. he's onto something, man. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my... <laughs> That's my take on the gross fairy tales. There was so many other ones, but I figured that was a little bit, you know, niche. So I'm sorry I don't have a bit of artwork to show you, but you know, that's yeah, fucking that's life, right? Can be great on Instagram. Ah, did you actually enjoy it? Yes. Really cool. <laughs> it was. It provoked my thought. Pattern. Cool. Jenny. Yes. What's yours? Tell me. Right, my gross fairy tale. I have chosen a piece by Henry Maynard Ream from 1899. It is a watercolour piece and it is of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, we get to see something. Now, this piece is just a nice, pretty picture. You know, (laughs) it's just, you know, not something you'd see in like an old fashioned fairy tale storybook, you know. And I chose one like that Ooh, because the origins... Oh, Raphaelite. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of went for that sort of image because basically the origins of Sleeping Beauty is so fucked up. <laughs> you so were mentioning a little it's, bit in the It's car. so, such a contrast to this picture because this picture's like all peaceful, you know. So the origins of Sleeping Beauty, um, from what I can find out, is from a man called Jean-Baptiste Basile. Um, his version of the story was published as part of a um, book, and it was called the book was called The Tale of Tales, and it contained fifty different stories, and it was published in sixteen thirty-four. Um, and the original story was called uh, The Sun, Moon, and Talia. Talia. So Talia is Sleeping Beauty. Ah. Um, she has a name. Yeah, she does. Apparently, she's a so real. She's not woman. Aurora. Mine. Blown. So this was the original origins. Mm. And in the original origins, there just happened to be this woman that had been cursed and was asleep in this, you know, falling down thing and like there was flowers blooming around her. And the king of this land was just out adventuring one day and he just came across a sleeping woman. Here's a woman. He just came across a sleeping woman. Now, if you sounds very rapey, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, why'd you think I chose it? So I came across a sleeping woman. Now, you know, in your right mind, if you found a random woman asleep somewhere that was clearly still alive, you would go for hell for her. No, 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 the king was so overtaken with her beauty, he just had sex with her. Oh my God. You had sex with her while she was asleep. Best of it is, you know, he was having sex with her, she was asleep. That didn't wake her up. Was she a coma victim or something? (laughs) 
that didn't wake her up. So it's all like, oh, true love's kiss and all this. He had sex with her, he kissed her, you know, didn't wake her up. And then he did this deed, he went off. <laughs> just, you're right, miss. Cool. Bye. Had a great time. See you later. Um, now, Talia, who's asleep through this whole thing, Does she get pregnant? Is, is pregnant. Oh, for God's sake. With twins. She That's gives birth to these twins, still asleep. Still asleep. She only wakes up when the twins crawl up her to suckle on her breasts. Because that's what so babies she can do. So she didn't. She didn't. Uh, she didn't wake up through the excruciating uh, experience no, 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 no. of childbirth. No, no. And she did it all re- completely. Actually, to be fair, she was completely relaxed. You probably just slide out like a slip slide, right? Did they detach themselves, the babies? I don't fucking know. I don't just think this man knew how. Uh, North <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this man knows how anatomy works on a woman. And then she wakes up. Now, somewhere in this process, how the- did she know that they were hers? Well, I mean, like, if you're so... I mean, I imagine she was surrounded by, like... How long was I out? (laughs) Wow, that was a hard pill. I'm not being funny, but if you've got two babies crawling up you and you look down, you've just given birth, there's probably going to be a lot of fluid around you. Viscera. She's probably like, they probably came from my vagina. Let's be honest. I'd be Um, be having a panic attack. Yeah, I mean, she was pretty chill. Um, She was asleep for over nine months. She was definitely in a coma. This is Kill Bill standard. In the meantime... The king has been thinking about her non-stop. Why didn't he go Wiggle find her again? Face. Well, he goes, he, he goes to find her, but by the time he finds her again, she's had the babies and she's awake. How does and she they like see each other the and they fall in love. You know, After rape, cool. Basically, you know, non-consensual sex and he's had the babies. Anyway, uh, and then the story goes on a bit, because the king actually already has a wife, there's already a queen. So the king takes Talia back with the babies and then the queen learns about Talia and these children and he's furious. Her husband's gone off and had sex with a sleeping woman that isn't her and knocked her up. What have I told you? (laughs) Stop sleeping with sleeping women. And then brought her back (laughs) and like... And this this is where it also gets gross. So there's a bit where the uh, queen tries to trick the king into eating the babies. For God's sake, has she already cooked them? What? No, but the, but basically the, Talia and the king find <laughs> out of the scheme. Wrap a bun around them. Here you go, dear. But no, a Talia... Really big sandwich. Talia and the king find out about the scheme and the queen is executed. And then the queen, the king, marries Talia and they live happily ever after, after he's raped her and she's given birth to babies in her sleep and left her for nine months knocked up. But they live happily ever after, so it's fine, folks. Jesus. Wow. Pretty, pretty, so there we go for gross stories. There's like rape, you know, and then there's baby in, and how do you like that for an origin of a fairy tale? Motherfucker. I, I was gonna say motherfucker, but exactly that. It's Which exactly is why that. I chose this image because it's a complete contrast to the origins of the story. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck, man? Where's the, where's the painting with the babies crawling up her? I'm guessing they tried to. But that's the thing. To, like when you look at this, that. is there significance about there being twins? Or is it I, just Do you know what? Like, I didn't even whatever. look into that. They're twins. I think it just yeah. makes it more impressive that she gave birth to twins in sleep. But I mean, like... When Usually I looked... when there's twins in a story, it's, like, significant for some reason. But... They turned into Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, yeah, probably. I didn't even it's look into that. Such a bad father. Oh, but do you not think, like, when you look at <laughs> an image like that, and... like, considering, like, the original story, like, the king was like, oh, I found a sleeping woman, I'm going to knock her up. And in that one, he almost looks... In this picture, he's almost, like, nervous. He doesn't want to wake up. Yeah. Like, oh, dear, like, is she okay? He's, like, very gentle. Well, colours I mean, are very relaxed. But in the image, you've got loads of, um, sort of, uh, this, this effect of, like, butterflies. It's just 
Always. Mm. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like butterflies. Which I think the blossoms like flowing yeah. and growing in. Um, butterflies significantly, especially with that colour blue, mm. always signify dreams within history. Like, across, mm. you know, all sorts of stories. Also, um, like, I think in this as well, Talia had been asleep for a very long time before the King found her. Do you not think, like, it's weird as well that if, whatever thing of Sleeping Beauty Modern you see now, that, like, she's been asleep for hundreds of years... She always is like clean and pristine. There's like no fucking dust on the bed. The sheets always. She's like fucking glowing, but she's been like in a dusty room for a hundred years. Like surely that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, do have you seen those like a real Disney uh, reenactment yeah. pictures where it's like you got Pocahontas in her mm-hmm. hair when she's like the colors yeah. in the wind, and it's all like just a hair around her, <laughs> and then like for Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> you got her face, and she's like, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, if you're Walking up out of a fucking coma after ten years, like you, your you your motor functions, and you're gonna be like a hangover. Yeah, but not only that, she's in a castle that nobody is maintaining. Like, there's gonna be dust bunnies on her. She was she actually in a castle? Um, See, I can't from, from, she's, from how you were talking about it, I imagined her just being like in a wood, yeah. surrounded I by think flowers. It's, I think it's like. Well, that's the thing. Some pictures, when you look at them, that it is she's like on a bed surrounded by flowers. Other ones, like this one, looks like it's in a room, like it's almost in like a um, overgrown. Because when you look, it's got like flagstone floors. There's a door. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my gross fairy tale. I chose the origins of Sleeping Beauty, and uh, it's pretty damn gross. And I just like the fact that it's such a contrast of an image. With it's kind of like we were talking about a few episodes ago when we were talking what about how Disney see in it. It's well, when like Disney. things over time become like uh, we were talking about like the story of Hades and Persephone oh my God, a few yeah. episodes ago and how that's kind of been mm. romanticized in comparison to what it used to be like in its original stories. But again, it's happened again. But I think I think people always like to romanticize things and horrific events uh, that are you know either false or real. And but it's the idea of them. They like to romanticize that because it adds drama and it adds this other level sometimes it makes it easier to, to digest their life. As well. yeah yeah i mean if you're thinking about a situation that's fucking like 10 times more fucking hyped up than your everyday then you're going to be way more stimulated by it than mm. anything else it's, it's the original tired. spin yeah yeah um no i like that yeah i hope you enjoyed my gross fairy tale <laughs> i had no idea that it was a completely different name and what yeah. was her name again? Uh, so the Sun, Moon, and Talia. So why is it called the Sun, Moon, and Talia? Is it because it's like the passing of time? Like the Sun, Moon, and... Do you know what? I've got no fucking idea. Talia. Mm. And when was this written? Uh, it was, let me say it again, 1634. By Jean ah. Baptiste Basile. I think that's how you say his name. I'm sorry if I've butchered that. I probably have. The only other time I've heard the name Talia was in Batman, which is uh, Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Uh-huh. Razalgul. Oh, I know someone. Oh fuck, as a Liam Neeson kind of thing. Oh god. Um, But yeah, um, he's he's like kind of immortal. Hmm. He has a Lazarus pit which he Mm -hmm. submerses himself and his daughter Talia. And Bruce Wayne has a thing with Talia. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite a popular storyline. I. She's in um. The third Nolan film as well. She's like, um, you know, the character who turns out to be the baddie. She's like the romantic interest for Bruce Wayne. She turns Marianne out to Cotard. be. Marion Cotard. Yeah, it's Talia. Ah, yeah. Is it? See, I'm actually. Has no bearing on your <laughs> Sleeping Beauty story, so that's just. 
But it's interesting to know the connections between the two. And a lot of the time people tend to use names that they think are like synonymous with other names too. So, you know, there's obviously that sort of sense of... I mean, she was in a a, a hole in the ground, essentially asleep through her life, right? There's a, similar, there's a similar connection there. I actually really love like the original Batman movies. By original, I mean like Christian Bale. Christian Bale is the one! It's not the original Batman. I know it's not the original, but I love Christian Bale as Batman. He is the Batman. I, Fucking, oh, I'm going to say something here. Go I on. do not like the Christian Bale Batmans. Do you not? Not oh. as nice. They take themselves too seriously. I love it. I think that there's that sense of like... They take themselves too seriously. Where's the fun? <laughs> yeah. The original Batman movie is carrying a bomb over his head. <laughs> he's running to the... He, <laughs> sometimes you just color. can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> and he's running to the... It's like, oh, there's a bunch of nuns. I have to run in a different direction. Oh, but there's ducks. They haven't done any harm to anybody. He keeps running to different places. Can't find a place for his bomb. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Would you like to chat about Only Gross Fairy Tales, John? Um, yeah. I feel like you, you got something out on the table earlier. You got something out. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Too dirty. Um, Never. Never. Never too dirty. <laughs> yes, uh, sorry. For anyone that um, um, is listening, um, I can see right up Rosie's skirt I'm right sorry. Now. Um, She's not sorry. <laughs> sorry, um, not sorry. I've never said that, but I really'd like to. Well, as you well know, I am completely unprepared for this. Um, and we we shouted you out last week, and we you knew we were coming. Yeah, <laughs> and like, you asked, and I even like, told no, you. No, I mean I didn't realize I had to prepare something in particular. Did you think we were just? Gonna and that's on me. I take full responsibility. <laughs> well, I um, mean, let's ask you. I mean, uh, what's your favorite gross fairy tale? Um, uh, Hansel and Gretel is I've always thought is pretty. Gross. All this seems to tie into kind of children. I mean, you had the the <laughs> well, Pied Piper thing was the cautionary tales for children, and you uh, had that cannibalistic bit about the kids, <laughs> mm. which mm. I didn't even know was a part of that. So that was well, interesting. Because no, when you think about it now, there's a dragon and there's Maleficent, and like that was not in the original. Do you know what I mean? And then, of course, Hansel and Gretel. You got kids. Going in the woods and getting lost or whatever, and, and ending and up as a meal for someone. That just makes me yeah. think of what's that? Oh, the grown up Hansel and Gretel with um, Hansel and Gretel. No, with Gemma and yeah, Gemma. and uh, what's his name from Hawkeye or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's a funny film. Oh, how is... she says she's like Hansel, like she's <laughs> it's so funny. I really, I nearly watched that the other day because we were doing this film. And I was like, you know what, a trashy movie? Yes, please. I really like watching trashy things while I'm working. Do you do that? Um, it has to be something I've seen like multiple times. Exactly. Because yeah, otherwise I'm concentrated on it and I can't do anything. Absolutely. I do that with trash. And also uh, I've, I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race, I don't know how many times, I think again and again and again. Recently. I find Mission Impossible movies really good in the background, yeah. actually. And also... Uh... I'm developing a new sense of appreciation for Mission Impossible movies, actually. You should. He does all of his own stunts, and they're actually amazing. They're like they're like proper old Hollywood kind of yeah. like action movies. They're, they're not like green screen shit. There's no. It's... He broke his leg on the last one, didn't he? And yeah. then he carried on running. <laughs> you see it's, him like um... hobbling. <laughs> if only he wasn't a weirdo. He is a 
bit of a one. But yeah, with, with the knife in, in, I mean, obviously number two is like super stylized because of the director and everything. Fucking John Woo. But the knife. everywhere. The knife on the eye, that was real. What? You know at the end when they're doing the fight on scene? On the beach. Fight well, on the it, beach. It, it's, it's, it's like a rock, isn't it? Like a, it's, it's, it's like a sandy it's area. It's on a it's beach. Like, is yeah. it? Yeah. A well, rock that's on a beach. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, they've got the scene where the, the, the knife is right over the eye. That's real. Like, he could have... It's a real knife? It's a real knife and it's his eye. Like, if he'd have slipped, he'd have been blinded. Mm. You came here for gross fairy tales, folks. You staying because we're chatting about Mission Impossible. Cruise. It's all about the cruise. Potential grossness. <laughs> well, yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there is, as you say, there was a lot of uh, going back to gross fairy tales. There's a lot of that weird cannibalism and. I mean, I get it. I mean, they were like to frighten children into being yeah. children, weren't they? I mean, Absolutely. Like kids... Red Riding Hood. Like, don't wander into the woods because the wolves will eat you. And yeah. If if a parent is gonna. I suppose, like, yeah, if a parent is going to tell a child any kind of story, it's going to be something to, in some way, protect them, even if it's a weird way <laughs> of saying it. Or make them obey. Yeah, or, yeah, make them fall well, in It's like what we say, you know, uh, you know, don't do that or the boogeyman will get you or, you know, something like that. It's a very similar sort of connotation between the two. Yeah, it's the, it's the politics of fear, people. Um, <laughs> and also what I th- oh, sorry. I was just thinking sort of in the style of artwork because we were chatting about how um, like stories start off gross or inappropriate and then they're romanticised over time, aren't they? Yeah. But I think we're now back in an era where people have sort of got to the point where actually they're fed up with that romanticisation and they're quite happy. Like when you look at modern artists and mm-hmm. modern illustrators, like you go on Instagram and stuff and you find them and Twitter and they're like taking it back and actually stripping it back a bit and actually it's quite refreshing to see that they're yeah. making it almost like gross pictures and it's quite nice to like relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think like um, we kind of go in dips and divots, mm. like peaks and whatnot over um, sort of the acceptance of how deep and dark like artwork mm. wants to actually go. You see it all through history. Mm. Um, yet every time within these peaks and flows, you see that there's like more of a growth towards mm. like understanding and, and exploring that. Mm. So it's like even if like um, uh, something pushes it so much further forward, um, and then it takes a step back, it still learn what stepping forward did. So like they, there's always this growth, and you can always see so much more within even like the more timid pieces because they're understanding so much more about like the darker side of it. I think. Mm. To you know, go into depth about it. She sounds uh, almost in touch with that. Sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I I really appreciate when we have like a, a real like pool of artwork that isn't I don't know, just adhering to these idealistic ideas about what artwork should look like and what people enjoy and I mean we were talking about earlier about Instagram and like what people make and how people want to stick in a box and I think like I think that fairy tales like this are accessible to everyone but I also think that they leave enough room that people are allowed to be as 
morose and gross and explorative with it. I mean, think of Roald Dahl's, mm. um, like, gross poems. Mm. Fantastic, right? Like, he really goes, like, to sort of... <laughs> to gross town with it, especially like with Cinderella about like how And to he... go along with them, he's illustrated to Quentin Blake. Yes! Amazing! Fucking look. I went to like a seminar with Quentin Blake. Mm. Really weird. There was loads of kids there, but I don't think they realised it was actually for like older people. Anyway, um yeah like in Cinderella like the the ugly um sisters, they cut off their feet to try and fit mm. in a glass slipper. They cut parts of their feet off to fit mm. like it is it, it's not like just and then doesn't the have their heads chopped off or something as well? Yeah, yeah, version, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, the, I think they get their heads chopped off. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember... Um, what was it? Alice in Wonderland. We had, like, an old... Carol like, Lewis. We had a very old version of this. Um, with the, the illustrations were proper fucking dark. Mm. Um, and I found it incredibly creepy as reading as a kid, especially, like, the... The queen cutting off like the heads of yeah. people, like yeah. it was, it was conveyed in such a way as it wasn't. It wasn't light-hearted at all. This was like fucking serious. Like the, these people were dead, you know. Um, I found that um, that really kind of mm. kind of got under my skin as a kid. Yeah. Um, I I kind of loved it in my way, but I was still kind of intimidated. Mm. But do time. you think like because you were reading as a child, like you kind of you felt that apprehension with it. Like you kind of felt like those lessons were being learned from it. Like mm. the terror, I suppose that all children's stories should have, because I think with kids really, you need to see the excessive dark as well as the excessive light to further stipulate the difference between the two, you know, whereas when you're an adult, you can kind of see the variations between like people who are nice, but actually terrible Whereas you're a kid, you don't see that, mm. you know? It's very black and white as a child. Yeah, yeah. It's hard like, to learn the subtleties that you get with age. And yeah. Your understanding isn't developed enough that you can see all the shades of grey. Mm. And, like, you know... We're full technical you have to learn, here. It's, but it's <laughs> things like, you know, you have to learn to understand sarcasm and, like, all those, like, nuances that mm. adults have. Yeah. You know, generally. Um, so they have to make it very black and white in children's stories, don't they? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes though that they um, they take a step back of what um, you know the darkness of what it should be should be you know I think that they <laughs> they kind of like uh, they tiptoe around the idea that they shouldn't show this to a child they shouldn't show this and they should it. yeah yeah and I think like there should be a certain amount of censorship but I also think that people shouldn't be afraid to let people and kids understand the depth of you know what life's like no no absolutely um i remember and kids are more intelligent than i think they're given credit for yeah i mean you reminded me of something um this is kind of a bit of a random kind of connection but um (laughs) i love the films of um kira kurosawa and i remember a documentary about kurosawa the director himself and he was um talking about his relationship with his brother and he lives in a time obviously like World War War Two and like um, loads of the cities were like were like bombed to fucking shit and f- firebombed or whatever. Mm. And his brother took him like to see a like a town that had been bombed the shit out of like and there was like still bodies like and stuff everywhere and he was saying and like Kurosawa was like kind of shying away from this and his brother said no you got to look at this because actually. Mm. <laughs> You actually dispel the fear by actually looking at it, not 
you actually heighten the fear by kind of shying away from it. So actually introducing like horror, as it were, yeah. in inverted commas, you, you can't you can't see my <laughs> quote marks there, but um, is important to a certain extent, I think, to introduce mm. kids. You have to be introduced to that at some point, you know, so. Well, you see it in sort of like different scenarios like when it, like if a child's frightened of water or something like to swim mm. and sort of getting them into the water it's mm. like it's like getting over that fear like actually it's more the anticipation and the build-up and then yeah, once they're actually totally. in it they're like oh actually it's fine yeah so yeah i think it's important that we have stories that do that and artwork that does it like yeah i mean you could totally view these stories as kind of like a preliminary way of getting over that fears like mm. um they can hear it through words before they actually experience it firsthand mm. it's kind of a bridge to that experience i guess and also i think like kids imaginations are so um you know uh intricate and and expansive that i think that um telling a story that can be so harsh or um, intrusive um, can actually like help them experience it before they actually see it because they are imagining it all you know so much more vividly than we would as adults because I mean we've seen so much stuff already so as a child you're you kind of you're filling in the gaps um, so I think having the story told to you and then I said I didn't know that about Kurosawa like that's yeah. amazing um like and, and then to be able to see things I think you know it it just I mean there's 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 just nothing bad about like furthering uh the learning of someone mm. you know especially when you're kind of you're in a safe zone well, I say safe. Yeah, there's, I'm just yeah. saying, like when when constructive. Yeah, I, I find there's a, there there always seems to be more risk involved in kind of hiding things from people, as opposed to actually well, showing. Fuck yeah! Things. I mean, you see it all the time, like parents that won't let their teenage children like taste a sip of alcohol. They hit eighteen and then they go and off the fucking records. Do you know what I mean? It's like a basic. Yeah. Stomach pumped in the hospital, like they don't understand it, yeah. Because they won't discuss it with them. It's like you're better off being open about something what? and discussing the pros and the cons of it. And so yeah, America, we've gotta have that box physics Christmas. Like Get you go. <laughs> That's how I was introduced to alcohol, people. I had that box physics mm-hmm. Christmas from <laughs> age of thirteen. No, oh. I don't know, maybe maybe oh, younger. Funny, funny you say that. Um, and considering how well-rounded well-rounded of a person I am um uh I grew up weirdly enough as a Mormon and <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I've got the fucking musical in my head it's so good isn't it I love hello my, uh, my, my name, name is Elder Price. Price I love I love it I love I absolutely adore ding, it ding. because it's so charming and it's so sweet and it's so like it's so on the nose, but in a wonderful way. But what I'm saying is, is like, I I grew up as a Mormon. Did you have to ring doorbells like that? No, I didn't. I never I never got past about eight or nine because I was like, well, this is just a story, isn't it? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was. Out. I never. I never. I, <laughs> I 
always thought it was just like some ridiculous oh she's like a latte like i fucking love that line so growing up as a as a mormon only within the environment of it, it was never i was never a mormon i was always an atheist always and forever from the very get-go even being baptized in boiling hot water ridiculous <laughs> um like we, we we never we never had alcohol ever in the house anywhere we never had coffee um i only really experienced these things when i um, and i grew up in a pub <laughs> you did my parents might as well have been mormons i i've only ever seen them drunk once and it kind of frightened the life out of me how drunk were they not really it's just, <laughs> just it was just hey! to see them anything other than like <laughs> frankly it was just really fucking weird and it was only at like my cousin's wedding or something where I saw them. Like, You're this like, was I'm like, leaving now. Who goodbye. are you? <laughs> my parents were strange. Just gonna. Just gonna top up the old gym. Top it up. Gonna top up the old gym. <laughs> Just gym. Do you need a drink, Jim? No, I'm fine. Are you sh- yeah. sure? Yes. Dum 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 dum. But basically, this is. What we do on podcasts, we sit and chat shit, and then Rosie has to try and put an episode together. That's good. Yeah. It's all her responsibility. Mm-hmm. I did say that we could hire Ed, uh, and she's like, no, no, I must do it myself. ASMR shit, that. That's not the sort of stuff I'd like to listen to anymore. But let's not get into You're not that. into a woman eating a pickle, are you? No. That's not so bizarre. That's not the ASMR I listen to. You have to go onto certain websites or <laughs> um, well, well, you do that with this microphone, you know. I can't do that in front of company. Um, <laughs> scratching a comb. We're all friends here, darling. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we've just been chatting away. We should yeah. probably, I don't know how long we've been recording. We should probably wrap it up with recommendations. I think so, yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> do you have anybody a designer a film anything you'd like to recommend Johnny for our listeners Don't you can you recommend do. yourself I mean, we're you gonna, want we're gonna, I've just called you Johnny I've just become aware of that oh. John is there anything you Don't would you recommend like we've already no, discussed I'm this I'm sorry it's just anyway let's try that line again John is there anything you would like to recommend to our listeners well, to go and check out it hardly needs recommending but I'm a big fan of the old Mind Hunter series on the old Netflix. Um, I mean, if you're a F- David Fincher fan, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Just fucking watch it. It's basically like Zodiac the series, if you will. Um, equally, if you like anything about serial killers, you'll find it fascinating. Or even procedural police dramas it's fascinating stuff and psycho psych psychology um they've got an amazing cast of characters i mean the main guys are great but the guys that they get in to play the dif- the different um based on real life serial killers like ed kemper i mean the guy who plays him is fucking astonishing he also appears in the umbrella academy he's excellent in that also i forget his actual name i'm sorry <laughs> Whoever you are. We can throw it on the Instagram, don't yeah, It's fine. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's very engrossing. 
you will you will lose yourself in it in a good way and possibly a bad way <laughs> only time will tell I think great series do that though you want to be lost in it and find yourself kind of like a little bit um, uh, well yeah empty or lost mm. uh, if you haven't watched the whole thing you know you want to get from one end to the other knowing that you're hooked knowing that you need to get to the end even if you even if it's based on a true story because you want to see people embodying the scenes you want to see how it actually really affected people even just through acting you know i mean we always hear about like news articles and how something happened especially like i mean like i say i'm a massive serial killer fan not in the way that i <laughs> hope people die but just in the way that i really enjoy learning about the psychology and the sociology and everything about that about yeah. why it happens because it's literally like just the other side of life you, you walk over a line and suddenly you're there and it's just this whole other expanse of what people are you know um so yeah like when you watch a series you you want to be invested in that and you want to learn how people behave you know and yeah like yeah Beinhardner is the shit for that mm. and plus I love the guy who the main guy you know he's um what's his name in uh, Frozen right Frozen Frozen like oh Frozen the, Frozen, about Frozen like the guy not not Olaf the other guy I've never seen Frozen the blonde one or the baddie the blonde one with the brain demons oh. he voices both of them <laughs> oh, how would you guys not know this? It's know. so I hilarious. I prefer Tangled to Frozen, so. Oh yeah, no, no, me too. But I'm just saying, like, I really like the main guy. Four. 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 And. I would. But he's also really funny, and he does like stuff for Disney, and I'm like, yeah. And the fact that he does mine hunt too, I'm like, yeah. Oh, layered bitch. <laughs> That's what she likes. She likes a layered bitch. Uh-huh. Like an onion. <laughs> but without the flavour of an onion. Oh, the flavour. You missed the Shrek reference, didn't you? No. No, I love Shrek. I've watched Shrek many times. Anyway. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. Oh, and it also in the newest season... There's only two seasons, so there's not a lot to catch up on. Um... They um, have a guy playing Charles Manson, who incidentally is also plays Charles Manson in the new Quentin Tarantino film. Apparently, I've not seen that. Apparently, it's very good. Yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. But um, in Mindhunter, isn't Zac Efron doing Charles? Yeah, no, he's not. No, no, no. There is another. There's a bunch of Charles Manson stuff going on at the moment. There's one where Hilary Duff, Hilary Duff plays. Um. Uh. What's her name? Uh. The woman. The the yeah, the actress who who died in the in the. Uh. What, uh. Uh. Pop, what's his name? Uh, the Tate. Tate. Um. The director's wife. Is it Sharon Tate? Uh. Polanski's rock. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Fuck. Who's played by Margot Robbie in the Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> anyway, um, which apparently is terrible. But um, I've I've seen Manson portrayed in multiple different films and it's always fucking terrible and awkward it's but in Mindhunter well. it's just really <laughs> fucking good he really nails it this guy oh, 
they um, they know they know with Mindhunter. I think they really oh, chose the characters. The casting well. is yeah flawless. I mean, I expect that kind of from Fincher, but um, Fincher has an eye, and I think he has like a a sense for it too. Like with even just even the cinematography of what he chooses, yeah, everything flows. Everything looks so good, and it just everything has this real like. Even if it's fucking creepy or whatever, it has this sensual flow, even if it's cold. A cold, sensual flow. A little bit like with the intro for um, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mwah. Oh, the Karen O. Um, Trent Reznor cover of um, Yes! Uh, Led Zeppelin song. Uh, oh, amazing. I'm in the land of the Asian Stone. That one. Yeah. Oh, like he, Immigrant song, that's what I meant. He so. just... He knows, and I think he translates that into so much of the work that he does, and it's just, it's just. It's great just music cool. on Mindhunter as well. Also, mm. um, it's a great playlist. You can find it on Spotify. There's a bunch of people who made this. The playlist. No, that's on Spotify, um, folks. Oh shit, dog! Because it's on, because um, it's set in the seventies, so it, it's great fucking music. Mm. To be honest, so yeah, check that out as well. Yeah, but you know who else is on Spotify? Me. You will be. <laughs> Yeah, we are. Yeah, bitches. Proper podcasters now, <laughs> aren't we? Just we've got a new microphone. Oh, amazing! Oh. Right. Oh. I do have a recommendation. Oh. Dear Honey Pie, hold on. Honey Pie. <laughs> you mean me? Okay, so my recommendation was actually going to be potentially what I was going to talk about today, but I didn't bring the book with me. Okay. In the same way that I didn't bring my notebook here. Ha ha ha. Uh, okay, so um, I'm going to talk about two books that they go hand in hand. One is called The Lady of Shalott, in the same way as any mm-hmm. other Lady of Shalott painting is. This is the poem of The Lady of Shalott. And it's also the poem of The Highwayman. Um, and both are illustrated by Charles Keeping. And I don't know, like... Basically, it's all it's all this wonderful like ink, um, ink blow, uh, oh. illustration, really creepy. Uh, oh, that's wonderful weird. stuff. Wow. And basically, like these books are essentially like set out for like kids to enjoy. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> this, yeah. this is this is definitely like for adults. Mm. Um, and I mean, the image here, right, in the Highwayman, in within the poem. If I had my book, I'd be able to tell you who the poem was by. Alfred something? Aldred? I don't know. Um, Hitchcock. No, unfortunately not. This was before then. Can you imagine? Uh, But within the story, in The Highwayman, obviously, like, this woman is in love with the highwayman. And the highwayman comes on, you know, a moonlit road, and he comes to kiss her. And anyway, like, these two red-coated men, so it has this, like, synonymous thing with, like, government. It's like, fuck you. Um, but anyway, the government men, uh, like, come in and they tie up the woman and they, like, you know, tie up the father and they're gonna, like, you know, do some weird shit to her and they kiss her and, you know, whatever. Um, and anyway, they're like, we're gonna catch the highwayman, but we're gonna tie you up. And he, cause we know he's gonna come here. Um, and we're gonna tie, we're gonna tie a gunshot, like a, like a, like a trap, a gun under your breast and if you say anything, it's gonna go off. But because she doesn't want him, the highwayman, to like be hidden, uh, uh, be caught, she calls out and dies. 
And this is for children. Wow. Jeez look at Louise. this. Look at look at this imagery. When, That's very good for very close. Huh? How old is that image? Probably about fifteen years. Wow. It's not old. Wow. It's really good. I had both books and I didn't think about it until like today, so I'm really irritated. But like I can tell you which ones to look at, they're amazing. Um but like the rest of it is just phenomenal. Like they he, he draws the highwayman, like a ghostly mm. figure, and he becomes a ghostly figure. Dick Turpin. Yeah. With that <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so those are my two suggestions. Okay. The Lady Shalot, which I think you would love. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Amazing story. And uh, The Highwaymen, both by uh, Charles Keeping. Um, made about, I don't know, 15 years ago. Some shit like that. For kids, apparently, but not. Uh, that's my recommendation. Nice. Um, What's yours, babe? Nice. My recommendation was an image when I was looking into gross fairy tales, um, actually inspired me to choose Sleeping Beauty. Um, it was a picture that I came across by an artist called Sarah Kippen. She might be Sarah Kippen, um, but I pronounce it as Sarah just from the spelling. I apologise. Is it S A R A then? Or... I apologise to the artist if I have <laughs> said it incorrectly. Um, so I came across this image. Uh, it's the second image below. Oh my god! And I think it's quite an old piece. It's a I woman, think it is Sarah. A woman laying in the woods. Um, and the image name that I can find for it is That's Woods. Oh, There's yeah. not much information on it that I can find personally. But then that led me on to this illustrator. Um, I can't find her page on Instagram, so I can't link you to that. But she does have a Twitter account, which is at Sarah Kippen, and she also has a website which is www.sarahkippen.com and when you go on and have a look at her stuff I just love it but that was the image that I accidentally stumbled across that inspired me to choose um, Sleeping Beauty because somehow I came across that just googling like fairy tales and I saw that image and was just like actually I love that and I just love the style but some of her stuff is glorious um, I feel sold yeah. on that that really reminds me of another illustrator that I follow I can't remember the name of, but like, I love that strong imagery of yeah, it. Yeah, she, um... <laughs> oh, there's something else we need to do before we go. I'll just oh, remember yeah, it. But fun. yeah, I'll link her Twitter and everything like that on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I really like her work. Um, beautiful stuff. Um, also, before we go, we probably should have done this at the start of the podcast, <laughs> but we're doing it at the end. Right. Um, this was inspired by an artist on... Um, oh, yes! We have an artist that we know on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Rombag. Thank you for this. This is our new feature on our podcast. Hey, really. Roberto. Hey, Roberto. <laughs> Whenever we have guests now, we're going to ask them this question, and it's all thanks to you, my friend. Thank you. Love so, the dog, by the way. Yeah. So, John... Is this post-it note green or yellow? <laughs> As an artist. As an artist, green or yellow? Yellow. Oh! oh controversial! <laughs> Me and Rosie think it's green. <laughs> like fucking fluorescent green, right? Fluorescent yellow. Oh, Roberta but, is on your side. But don't you always think fluorescent has like a cold tint to it like fluorescent colors always a little bit like neon which no, is we, you can't try and convince oh, are, you gonna, are, you, are you having like an <laughs> i'm gonna keep a tally we're gonna keep an updated tally every okay, time we have a damn right. guest yeah and right. uh, we're gonna have a post-it note tally so I, thanks roberto I for feel this like new feature on. 
just have an argument about that. Well, yeah, we're calling you out now, Roberto. Yeah. You're going to have to come forward okay. for a future. Um, I love your post-it, Roberto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got a guy here who believes in you, but, you know. Yeah, he believes it's yellow too, so you've got some backup ones. Don't let him tell you any different. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's going to be our new feature when we have a guest, so. Have fun. I like yeah. that. But anyway, so those are our recommendations. That was yeah, gross I fairy mean, tales and lots of random tangents. Yeah, so I mean, I, I talked about the Pied Piper. You talked about... The Sleeping Beauty, the origins of that. Sun, Moon and Talia. Go and check out the original story. Yeah, and we talked about a whole gargantuan amount of stuff with you, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't do anything specific, <laughs> let's be honest. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Great, you? But, I mean, you know, plug yourself. <laughs> where, where can people where, find yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, this is the part of the show where, like, where can we find you? Well, I think I already... Well, I do Twitter. have a website. It's my name, <laughs> johnscarrot.co.uk. That's double R, double T. Don't worry, this will all this be on our This is the podcast voice. Okay. Very smooth. I think I already gave you my Instagram account, which is where you can see my most up to date. Which but, is. But once again, <laughs> jscarrot is my. At yeah, tag whatever what? you kids call it these to days. To be fair, I mean, we walked past some of your artwork along a Norwich subway. That's right, like, St. Stephen's underpass yeah. in Norwich. Yeah, I mean, I out. watched a lot of other good out. I don't think he was into it, so I, st- I didn't, but you know, it was amazing. Maybe take a picture tomorrow right. when he's there. Get down the underpass, <laughs> yeah, and of course. So to speak. We're, we, I mean, like, we're so happy that you decided to do this podcast with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you're letting not us that stay we emotionally house. blackmailed him yeah, to come on from our last yeah. episode, which is what we're going to do with all our friends now. Yeah. Um, hey, if it works. Yeah, so we're going to have a promo, yeah. but it means it's always good to have a chat. Um, but you guys can find us um, now because we've got, we've got a Twitter, we've got a fucking Twitter account now. We do have a Twitter Yeah, Jenny account. was very good. She created that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram at uh, Drunk Art Review, um, and also the same thing for fucking Twitter, yeah. right? Um, and you can now find us on Spotify. We feel so famous. We really aren't, but it feels great. Um, so fancy. We know we've only got about three listeners, and two of them are our mums. But we hope you enjoy it anyway. <laughs> oh shit! You know we're our own listeners too. Oh, famous. Um, but yeah, uh, we're so happy you guys joined along. Uh, we're gonna finish some booze now. Yeah. We're gonna drink some more <laughs> and chat some more shit. Booze. Yeah! Um, booze. Thanks again, John, John Scarrett, for oh, being on our podcast. You are very Happiness. welcome. <laughs> Go and check him it's out. It's a great. pleasure. Yeah. Go buy his zines. Aha, uh-huh. we, we had a little whips. They were great. So, yes. Go buy his work. Go support uh-huh. him. Yeah, man. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the freelancers. That's what it should be like. Yes, god damn it. God, fuck, I know what that's like. <laughs> it's nice to have a job. <laughs> right, right, okay. Thank you, and we're going to say goodbye now. Yeah, good night, folks. We'll night. see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye Bye. now. Bye-bye now. <laughs>